Testing. 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 What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Yo, Jojo, leave that in, dude. Leave all the testing shit in. Let's keep it old school, because you know why? We're an old school show. Welcome back to the EAL show, presented, of course, as always, by Lab Golf. A few years ago, I uh, never would have thought that uh, this company would have been one of the hottest putter companies in the world. Some might call them ugly, and that's fine, because the success has everything to do with the results, and that's what I'm always really interested in. And so Lab Golf stands for Lie Angle Balanced. It's a whole new kind of paradigm for putting, and it's patented technology that they use in every single putter. Um, lie angle balancing is the magic that removes the torque from the putter head and allows the putters to stay square by themselves. Go follow them on Instagram. If you haven't, I saw a really cool like review and I was like, damn, that review is so good. I wish I had done it. A little foreshadowing here. I'm looking out the window on Seoul. We're in Korea. We just had an opening last night of our big, big flagship pop-up store. And I'm looking out the window and I'm looking at the, the river here. We're in Gangnam, which means South of the river. And uh, north of the river is like, uh, it's like something else, Nam. It's like Pangnam, and now we're in Kangnam. And I'm looking at three helicopters. Uh, okay, anyway, lab golf. This I also didn't sleep last night, so be prepared for a long 20-minute wide-ass intro. Um, so anyway, get a grip on your putting. Become a better putter. Try lab golf. One of the coolest things about lab golf is that they give you a free remote fitting. If you go to labgolf.com slash remote hyphen fitting or hit the link in the description of the podcast. That's probably much easier. Labgolf.com slash remote dash fitting. This week on the pod, really excited to have a friend on the show, an Austinite on the show, an entrepreneur on the show, a bearded gentleman of this high seas of Lake Austin and Lake Travis, Tyler Mikoski. Uh, he's one of the first people that I met when I moved to Austin you know, his current uh, gig is standing up this really cool golf uh, brand called Dollar Driver Club, where you basically sign up and you can swap out drivers. No, no questions asked, no penalties. Obviously, there are some penalties for those of you that are trying to jam up the system. No scamming Tyler, because he'll come after you. You know why? Because in Texas, we come and get it. Or you come and take it? I don't know, whatever. One of the two. Anyway, um... Anyway, we're going to get to Tyler in a second. I'm just going to give you a little wrap-up, rundown, shake-up, showdown of what happened last night. <laughs> no, the last... I'll, I'll, I'll actually back up. I'll, we'll do like a quick two weeks. We didn't really wrap up the Mad Scramble Tour. My golly, was that an amazing time. Truly, I learned four things on the Mad Scramble Tour. One, our events fucking fuck okay if you haven't been to a rad scramble tour event i'm sure if you're a podcast listener it's because we haven't come to your town and which i apologize for and we will be there soon i don't know when if you know like soon especially soon if you live in arizona if you live in california if you live in nevada and maybe even oregon and utah depending on when we get the tour on the road, but it will be before the end of the year. That is a fact, Jack. So that was one thing I learned is that our events are fucking awesome. And people really, it's so funny because I'm certainly at the beginning, people were like, man, are you going to get tired? Are you going to get bored? And I was like, I don't know, maybe, I, I, I don't know. I've never done this before. Right. But <laughs> to be fully honest with you, 
18 days in, 20 days in, 15 days in, I was as good as, I was fresh as a baby, dude. I was like a fresh stick of butter coming out of like a not too cold fridge, but like a, but like that in between fridge, you know, they should make a fridge that's kind of like, I want a cold, but not too cold. You know, the butter fridge. That's what I want. I want the butter fridge. And then also some other things that would go in there, like an apple fridge. Well, I guess apples are good at room temperature. I am like a moron when it comes to taking care of food. I would probably poison myself if it was up to feeding myself. Maybe I would get better at it over time. Anyway, where were we? I can't remember. God, this 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 Korean skyline is just majestic. Some puffy clouds kind of creating some shadows. There's like 5,000 different types of trees below me. I don't know. They all look like little Lego trees. So beautiful. Um, but... Uh, the other thing I learned on the Mad Scramble tour was that, um, you know, we can do it so much better. And not that even you would notice. I mean, you might notice, but I think that's one of my favorite things to do is, and I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but like, I'm an extraordinarily critical person. You might not know it. Um, I'm, I'm also a very grateful person. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like this sort of like, jester that lives in between like grateful to be here and like super critical of the experience which i think hopefully makes for a thoughtful exercise as we travel the world together in our videos and in our podcasts and you know on social media i think if you're not a critic maybe you're not paying attention right there's so many things wrong with the world but then my brain has another hemisphere that says also eric there are so many things impossibly right with the world I mean, look at all this oxygen outside. We're just breathing it up for free. It's amazing. Look at this planet. We live on this planet. How did we get here? I don't know. How was golf invented? Don't even get me started. So anyway, Mad Scramble Tour coming back at you. We stopped off in Austin. We had a great homecoming event. It was one of the best events of the tour. It was the best event we've ever had in Austin. And it was just so great to see a lot of friendly faces out there. And then I jumped on a plane uh, to go see one of my very dear friends' wedding. Uh, Brendan and Laura got married in France, and um, well, I had a bunch of friends there. And and basically, I needed to go to Korea one week later, right? So 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 it was like a timing thing, right? Like I got home, I had three days at home after this, like three weeks on the bus, living amongst like underwear and socks, basically, and. Um, and then three days at home, immediately pack my bags, get on another, get on a plane, and which, uh, by the way, a plane after three weeks on a bus was like wild. I mean, it was like we've advanced so much. Oh my! Look at this—the bus can fly. <laughs> it was so crazy to me. And um, yeah, so I went to this wedding, and then basically, the wedding was on a Saturday, and then on the next Sunday, nine, uh, eight days later, I needed to like be leaving for Korea for the opening of our you know, flagship pop-up store in Seoul, which was just a, another wedding, if you will. A marriage, a marriage of culture, a forbidden love. Not that forbidden. Pretty common, actually. Um, you know, and what? <laughs> what am I? Hang on one second. I need two seconds. All right, we're back. I realized I didn't have a Zen. Can you imagine? Jeez. Um, so, so I have this like week off, which I'm dearly looking forward to. I don't take a lot of vacation. I know you think my life is a vacation. 
you're like, oh, you just play golf all the time. It's a great life. And it is a great life. I'm grateful for it. But I'm also really critical. No, um, but uh, a true vacation, which for me, kind of, if you work in the golf industry, you, you probably can relate to this. And I, and I heard some of this actually on the Mad Scramble Tour. Some guy came up to me when we were in, um, uh, where were we? We were in Charlotte. A guy came up to me on like the seventh hole and he said, hey, can I ask you question, you know, um, I just started working in golf and I realized some of my passion for playing has gone away. Can you relate? And I said, yes, I can. I absolutely can. And it's just, it's just one of the things, you know what I mean? When you, when you choose to make, um, you know, uh, a pastime, your full time, it changes it, but it doesn't have to change it negatively forever right and I think that's one of the things that I worked through and you know that was one of the great things about when I met Alexandra like uh Alachlan we we were like she kind of like really reinvigorated my love for the game she's just had this like great energy around playing and we would travel together and go play all these really cool golf courses and like she's a good player she kind of like got me like more competitive obviously I wanted to win which you know didn't really happen as much as I would like to say it did but it just kind of becomes more about like finding that passion about why you play, which, which probably happens even without working in the golf industry. Although I wouldn't know what that's like. Cause really a lot of my golf story has been about working in golf. Um, but anyway, a, a true vacation for me really means like probably not going to play golf, maybe play golf, maybe, but don't plan around it. You know, like golf may appear, um, and it really, it really is a lot of like other things like swimming, love swimming. I love getting fucking wet. You know what I mean? I love just, I love just like water, like in my eyes and ears, my, you know, my nose, just love, just like water, wet hair, you know, then getting dry and then getting wet again. You know, um, I find that a really wonderful experience, <laughs> super simple, uh, <laughs> super free, Easy to do. Um, so swimming's a big one. I love walking. Like I'm, I'm basically a caveman. I like walking and swimming. I like breathing. No, um, and eating and just like people watching. You know, I love being in like areas where people are walking around, and I love sitting on the bench and walking, watching people walk by. I don't know why. Actually, someone should really dig into why that's so interesting. Why is people watching so? Who watches the people watchers? Um, and so. You know, and then and then another format of it is meeting new people, right? Like engaging in new kind of uh, friendships that are like cross cultural. So I obviously like love meeting people from the area that I'm visiting. So we were in France. We skipped over to Ibiza, also known as Ibiza, also known as I took a pill in Ibiza. I didn't take a pill in Ibiza. I think I actually might have taken an Advil. <laughs> Fucking that place gave me a headache. Um, no, but it was cool. Rented a scooter in uh in Ibiza and had a great time there um did a little swimming found a real local beach like 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 raw like 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 uh like trash on the beach and it was kind of rad it wasn't like we went to like the manicured beach where it was like you know waiter service and shit and instead we went to this other beach another day and it was just like real raw which I like, you know, I like the dirtiness of travel. You know, I don't like it to be too clean. That's kind of why Switzerland and Venice freak me out. I really like it when it's like, this is what they don't want you to see. Oh, I got a text message. 
Who could it be now? Hmm. My my party is trying to leave. Um. Anyway, yeah. So basically, had a great time off. My phone was on do not disturb for like five days. Uh, the last time I took a few days off was in February. I took a uh, Friday and a Monday off and just totally disconnected. And so this was a nice time to do it. Uh, coming off the Mad Scramble tour just before going to Korea and celebrating really the launch of a, of a more than a year of work on um, developing the brand of Random Golf Club in in Korea, which, you know, I, I, I'm assuming you all have seen the video we made when we were here almost exactly a year ago, screen golf. Um, the way golf is played in Korea, like, I can't, I probably, I don't know if I recorded an episode about this last year, but I should have, because golf in Korea is absolutely like nothing I've ever seen. Right. So my my take is here is that golf was invented in Scotland. That's one version of the game. Right. That may be the best version of the game for all things, for, for all whatever, for all intents and purposes. Lynx golf. It grows naturally. They don't need sprinklers. You can bring your dog. You walk. You play match play. You don't play the back tees. People are walking through your shit because it's public property. The golf club is just a group of people that take care of the course around it. It's not exclusive. Whatever. Right. Like that's the version of golf that I would choose if I had to pick one of these three. The next version is the game of golf in America. America has the majority of golf courses. 18 of the 30,000 courses are in America. It's obviously got a couple card paths. You know, in Scotland, they don't drink during the round. In America, they do. It's That's a huge difference, right? Like in Scotland, they want to play and then they want to get hammered. In America, they've got the order a little backwards, which is fine. It's fine. But obviously, you know, I don't drink. So for me, it's like, okay, either way. Um, but, uh, you know, like in America, there's a couple cart paths. There's a couple more private courses. Okay. In fact, there's only one private course in Scotland. Maybe there's like three now, but, but really there's like, there's like out of the 500 courses in Scotland, 550 in Scotland, like maybe if there was even five private, that's 1%. In America, I think it's like upwards of 30% of the courses in America are private um, or semi-private or something, but yeah, you know, and whatever, Hey, fine too. Like I don't mind playing a private course, but um, you know, the game changed when it came to America. Right. And, and we can go, this is a different podcast we're getting into. And then what's cool about Korea, Korea has 40 million people. Okay. 30 million of them live in Seoul. And do you know what 10 million of all Koreans do? They play golf. That's 25%. Is that right? 25%? Or maybe it's 4 million. That's 10%. Don't get caught up in the numbers, folks. Either way, it's staggering. Whether it's 10% or 25%, that's shocking. Um, and what's really cool about Korea is that because the landscape of Korea is very rocky, um, and because the city of Seoul is so massive and so sprawling, there isn't a lot of room for golf courses. Aha! So what do they do? They put the courses inside the buildings. Crazy. Yes, I agree. And at first, I was skeptical. I was like, I'm not into screen golf, folks. I'm actually into version one and kind of version two because it's where I live. But I was wrong. Nay, he was wrong. Screen golf is the shit, okay? And like, it's coming to America whether you like it or not. Whether you're in the Sun Belt, the Snow Belt, or the Bible Belt, 
bam, you're going to get into screen golf and I'll be there. I'll be there with you the whole way in a world, um, <laughs> in a world where golf didn't fit this culture decide to make it fit. Um, and so what's really cool is you've got this culture of people that love golf. They absolutely love it and they play it however the hell they can. And it's been really fun. I've, this is my third trip to Korea. Um, I love Asia in general. Obviously, I, I really love Thailand, Vietnam, Japan, Indonesia. Um, I think India is part of Asia. Um, or Bharat, rather. Whoa, big news, huh? Big news, the name change. It should be cool if it was the country formerly known as India. That'd be kind of cool. Like FKA India. <laughs> like like, like, uh, like Prince or like Twigs. Um, anyway. Um Oh, man, another text. What do we got? People trying to leave the hotel, dog. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll take it. Okay, I just took a photo with the mic to let them know. We're almost done. Um. So anyway, loved the idea of opening a store here. And um, I spent the last probably year plus, year and four months or so, talking to a few different groups in Korea that had the ability to do it and the interest, the desire and, um, you know, this is a world that I'm totally learning about, uh, the business world that is. And I really enjoyed kind of digging into it because I kind of like, I guess I view myself as a creative person. Um, I'm very much in love with random golf club, right? It's, it's, it's a, it's a, to say it's a child is an understatement. It's literally an organ in my own body, right? Without it, I, I die maybe true um no i would still live probably um this random organ <laughs> i'm a bit jet lagged uh you may want to play this at slow speed or fast speed i don't know um but uh you know this idea of of bringing random golf club to korea forced me to dig into skills that i just didn't have and to call lawyers and people that i didn't even know uh, to talk about things that I didn't even know, like what the words meant. Okay, dude, I'm going to put the phone on silent now. Um, and honestly, it's been really exciting for me to learn about like how these things uh, transpire. And so um, I picked a group called LF, and LF is a subsidiary of LG, which uh, I'm, I'm, you may have their TV. You may be listening to it on an LG phone. Um, I don't know, right? I don't. I don't know, like exactly here but i think you know about lg lg is a family-owned korean business cool things about korea are um it's a very wealthy country and that's because they export a huge a huge amount of a couple things one is uh steel didn't know that uh iron and also uh cars right kia hyundai boom two big ones and therefore genesis and also um they export a lot of electronics such as LG. Um, I'm actually looking at an LG uh, uh, top of roof AC unit. I don't know. It could be a heating unit too, right? It could do both. That's how leveled up these folks are. And, um, you know, I was, I was at the event last night and someone, some Korean reporter asked me like, why did you choose LF? And, you know, there's a lot of ways you can answer a question like that. And, you know, I really just got back to like my why, right? My why, my why 
right? If you, if you don't know already is to build the biggest and most inclusive golf club in the world. And for me, it's important to make sure that I am, you know, surrounded by people that share that, right? That, that share that in the way that they talk, in the way that they behave and in the way that they treat their own work. And, um, you know, for, for the whole duration of discussions with the LF team, Eddie, me, Mr. Kim, um, and the whole design team, you know, it was like, truly, I saw that over and over again. And so to be here and to, and to witness and to be a part of, and to be like an originator of, you know, this, this experience happening for hundreds of people, like, like hundreds of people came to this event. Um, it was so interesting because, you know, like we've done a meetup in Finland and that was really the only meetup we've ever done in a non English speaking country. Um, you know, otherwise it's been the UK, the United States and Australia. And so Finland was first. And so it's so cool to, on the heels of that, be here in Korea and essentially be at another, it was like, it was kind of like a meetup, but it was at a store and, um, looking at all the logos that we've made over the years on new types of clothing and the things that the Koreans do really, really well is detail, attention to detail, quality fabrics, quality construction. I mean, I was in the store and I was like, can I just can I have all of this stuff, please? And, um, you know, it turns out I can. So that was cool. I left with some new clothes and, um, gosh, it was just such an exciting moment. Really, really talking about random golf club and figuring out, you know, I mean, it's, I didn't, I didn't really design random golf club exclusively to be an apparel brand. And I think you know that, right. I don't know how long you've been listening, but like the original idea since the very beginning was always, how can I build a club? that anyone can play with anyone else, anywhere, anytime, right? A global community of local golfers, the global community of local golfers. That's always been the goal. And yes, I've gotten a bit sidetracked, you know? And I think that's funny. I think I've referred to this on the podcast before, but it's because I knew how to make videos and it's because I sort of knew how to make merch. And really the Mad Scramble Tour, if there's a third thing I learned, it was, this is super important, right? Like, like this is amazing. This is fun. This is what separates us. This is what we do that's special, right? And how do we do that more? How do we do it better? How do we make it more efficient? How do we make it available to more people in more places, right? I want to see a Mad Scramble event every fucking day, twice a day, morning, noon, and night, you know? Like fucking private, what is it? Physical education, PE, you know? Run laps, go walk nine holes with 100 people, you know? That'd be cool if it was part of, like, that would be a great, like, legacy, a dying legacy. Time for mad scramble, everybody. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so it was really cool to be here talking about all of that. And um, yeah, I don't really have a wind down here. I'm looking at my hotel room. Um, I've been in this room. Well, I got out yesterday. But weirdly enough, like the day before I left France, I had a homemade sausage. Have you ever had homemade sausage? I was staying in this house in this town, saint sary de sur which means Sanseri by the sea. I mean, how beautiful is that name? Um, I took some pictures of it. Um, it was a beautiful town, very relaxing. And it reminded me of Beaumont-sur-Mer, which is the, I think, fictional town, maybe real town, that's the subject of uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which is obviously a great film. Should have been on my top five. If you're in the app, if you're, if you're an RGC member and you don't have the app, Now's the time. I think I'm going to do an ad read for it in a bit. I got a few ad reads to do. We got a long show. I've been going for 25 minutes. All I really wanted to finish with was I got food poisoning and my ass was laid up. I probably 
probably shat about 40 times in 36 hours, didn't leave my hotel room. And that's when I found Painkiller, the show on Netflix, which is seven hours long in its entirety. I watched it straight through, no breaks. Uh, oh, I did take some bathroom breaks and some water breaks. I had a Ritz cracker break somewhere in the middle there, which was kind of good and then not so good. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, food poisoning is real. And, um, you know, uh, we got through it, though. You know, we got through it. And now I feel like I'm actually through it, sort of. You know what I mean? I'm still at the point where I can eat, but it's not kind of coming out the way I'd like it to. So um, kind of hoping that that changes into something more, shall we say, solid. <laughs> you can relate. Have we all not had food poisoning? It's just a it's just a fact of life. You will be poisoned by the food that you assumed to be healthy. Um, all right. Well, without further ado, I appreciate you enduring the update from the road. Captain's Law. Seoul, Korea, 1.10 p.m. I have no idea what time it is where you are. I literally have no idea what time it is anywhere. Uh, but flying home Saturday, back to Austin. Very excited to uh, start planning. we got a lot of content coming out. Got a lot of new apparel coming out. The polos have been fucking frothing. If you haven't seen the polos yet, go over to randomgolfclub.com, please. And please check out our membership. I'm very excited to offer that to the world for free as well. Um, much love and can't wait to share the conversation that I had with Tyler. Very inspiring and funny guy. And if you come to Austin, hit Tyler up because he's got a boat, folks. All right. Oh, we'll be right back. Shopify, folks. Shopify. Also, what a great name. Shopify. Great name, right? Like, let's fi the shopping. Uh, <laughs> um. Long story short, a few years ago, someone DM'd me and said, you should sell hats. I was like, that's a terrible idea, but let's prove it. And <laughs> so we made like five hats, and one of them was the Eric Anders Lang Show. One was Adventures in Golf. I wasn't allowed to make it, but I made it anyway. One was uh, Snowball Country Club. One was Country Club Dropout. And the last one, I was like, you know, I had this little idea in my head for a thing called Random Golf Club. What if we made a random golf club hat? this whole thing would not be possible without Shopify. So if you're interested in getting involved in Shopify, which is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide, you're listening to one of them, folks. Uh, whether you're a garage entrepreneur, don't know what that means, or IPO ready, I'm not. Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. Mm, I'm not going to say without the struggle. I'm going to say with less struggle. Uh, Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets mm -hmm, from Shopify's in-person POS, piece of shit, that's point of sale, actually, folks, or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you're covered. So uh, very cool. Sign up for $1 per month trial at Shopify.com using the code EALSHOW, all lowercase. Please go to Shopify.com slash EALSHOW to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash EALSHOW. Cha-ching. All right, folks. Factor. You know what it is. You know what time it is. It's time to talk about Factor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. I am. Yes, that's me. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Guys, I love healthy food. Can I just say that for the record? And what's cool about Factor is they fuck with healthy food like me. 
and you. Um, yeah, cool. They've also got calorie smart meals. They've got extra boost protein meals. Um, and they've got a bunch of add-ons like apple cinnamon pancakes, maybe not so healthy, bacon and sugar, <laughs> bacon and sugar, bacon and cheddar egg bites, potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Get your American in your dish. Or for just an easy wellness boost, try beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, smoothies. I got what you want. I've had the smoothies. They're money. So in September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Stop hassling, folks. Just get Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash show 50 and use the code EALSHOW50. That's 5-0. EALSHOW50 and get 50% off. It'll be ready in two minutes. That's about as long as it'll take you to enter the freaking code, Joe. Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show. I'm really excited for today's episode. We've had the opportunity to do a few episodes similar to this where I, I guess it's probably like how I built this or, you know, lessons from an entrepreneur. But, um, you know, this episode is brought to you by Dollar Driver Club. Vis-a-vis Tyler Mikoski, the founder, we're sitting here in your 6,000 square foot, what would you call this? Uh, warehouse. <laughs> it's more than a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. This is home for us. Uh, it's it's a warehouse, but we've we've made it work for us. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Uh, probably towards the end, I really want to get into the mission and the meaning of Dollar Driver Club and, and what it's here to do. I obviously would have been a member of Dollar Driver Club when I first got, I was a member of Dollar Driver Club using Roger Dunn's return policy uh, in the early days of my getting into golf. Um, but I, just, I really want to go back to what we were talking about before we pressed record, which is usually my favorite thing, which is um, you were, well, first of all, we're in Austin. That's one thing I want to make clear. We're in a, we're in a warehouse in Austin and it's beautiful. Um, but wait, going back to, you just went to this, you said it was the coolest thing you've ever experienced. Yeah, yeah. So I just got back from uh, Disney World Orlando where we stayed at um, the Galactic Star Cruiser Resort, <laughs> which is a, a fully immersive Star Wars experience where when you check in, you get on uh, a pod that sh- shoots you up to um, the Halcyon Star Cruiser. And it is so realistic. And when you step off, you're basically in this spaceship. And all of the staff or like the hotel staff are crew members and a hundred percent in character. I mean, um, like the first order was there and they were trying to like sniff out the resistance and like some of the, <laughs> it, like my family was part of the resistance and another family we were with were part of the first order. So they were like doing missions in the hotel and stuff. And like Chewbacca was there and <laughs> wow. So it's a full on, it's not just a hotel, it's like a game. It is. It is. And and you can be as you can be as involved in it as you want. I mean, there were people that showed up in full cosplay outfits and like I I mean, if I'm being honest, I was a little jealous that I didn't go like, <laughs> like all out and buy stuff, but like they had a gift store in the in the ship that oh, you yeah. could buy some stuff. So by the end of it, my whole family was was kitted out with some Star Wars gear and stuff. It was awesome. So was there any, mo- how many nights were you there? We were there for two nights. Okay, all right. So it, there was probably not a point where it was like, okay, I just need breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it was it was like the perfect amount. It was almost like a Vegas experience where like three, four nights might be a little bit too much of it, but two two nights of it is 
was amazing. And you get like full access to uh, the Disney park. Like they take you and it's like you get there before like any of the other park guests and stuff. So you get to do all the rides and it's like this whole deal that's part of it. So I'm just realizing that this might be the first time that uh, we've had uh, two brothers that have been on the podcast. And by way of uh, introduction, Tyler and I met through your brother, Blake, who I played golf with, uh, founder of Tom's. Kind of curious to know, he, you know, you and he both play golf. Who wins? <laughs> well, that that fully depends on how many strokes he's able to negotiate out of me on the first hole. Uh, Blake's Blake's pretty good at persuasion, and um, just based off of handicap alone, I would beat him. But uh, he usually is able to finagle like a, a couple of extra strokes or a half stroke is his kind of claim to fame. Is oh. he he always says like just give me an extra half stroke and one thing, and that's it. Always comes down to that yeah. one half stroke. The art of the deal. It is. He he is very good at the art of the deal. Um. So y'all grew up um with golf in your life. We we there's a beautiful early '80s 450 SLC. Uh, Mercedes sitting in this warehouse. I would call this like a palace of dreams here. There's a beautiful old car. There's a Harley. Um, you know, you talked about how this was your father's car. Um, was he the one that got your family into golf? Yeah, it's actually my grandfather's car. And um, he was the one that got us into golf. My grandfather was um, a physician and uh, just avid lover of all things outdoors. And he um, we grew up in Arlington, Texas, which is a small town in, in between Fort Worth and Dallas. And at the time when my grandfather was, um, kind of coming up in Arlington as a doctor, there were no golf courses in Arlington. Uh, colonial was in Fort Worth and Dallas had some, but you had to go from one place to the other. Arlington didn't have a hospital at the time. It was, it was a very rural place. And, um, my grandfather actually uh, went door to door in Arlington to help raise money to start the first hospital in Arlington. And he also um, helped start the first country club in Arlington called Rolling Hills Country Club. And um, he, he tells so many, he told so many amazing stories about kind of the process of starting that club. But um, one of my favorite stories that he did was they were wanting to start a golf, a uh, uh, design a golf course and so they had hired a golf course designer to come in and he had quoted them that it was going to cost thirty thousand dollars to to draw up some plans for the golf course and then it was going to be an additional amount of money to um start taking under the underground experience but um my grandfather came to the committee and was like thirty thousand dollars is ridiculous all designed the golf course for a hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> and literally like the next week he came back with plans and um they designed the golf course basically after what my grandfather had designed. And, uh, unfortunately that course just, uh, shut down this past summer. Oh yeah. It closed down, but I had a, a good friend, uh, of Taylor Benefield who, who knew my grandfather had kind of started the club. So he invited me to play in their final golf tournament, this member guest this past summer. And we actually won it. No way. Yeah. We won it. And, uh, we won it by one. I birdied the last hole. And it was one of those things, like, I just, I felt like my grandpa was, like, right there with me. Like, it was a, such a surreal experience. I can't imagine anything like that. Like, it, here, it's like you're essentially your family's course. You really grew up there. And uh, and you say, when did your grandfather pass away? Uh, about three years ago. Okay. Wow, what a moment. Did yeah. you cry? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely I did. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was really special. But, um, you know, my grandfather got us into golf and uh, or got my father into golf. And my father was actually a doctor also. And um, as a kid, I can remember every family vacation we went on definitely had a golf course somewhere nearby. So it was <laughs> it was one of those things like in a, summer vacations, golf was always included. Golf was always a big part of our family. I mean, every Father's Day, every every vacation, we were always on the golf course as a family. What was your grandfather's name? Bernie Mykoski. Bernie. I I like I saw this entrepreneurial energy in what you said, right? Like he had a day job, uh, but he also was really interested in starting things. Like I don't know many people who have started a hospital, let alone a hospital and a golf course. Mm-hmm. What is that? What is that? What is that itch energy? You know, you can relate. Your family, I mean, even your sister is an entrepreneur. So it's like how. What is that? Yeah. You know, I think that it's just, it was something that my grandfather probably learned. He, he went through World War II and, um, a lot of the experiences that he had, um, he, he gained through that, including becoming a doctor. When my grandfather was drafted, he had had enough schooling that when he was in the draft line, they just put him into the doctor line and he became a medic through the army. And so, um, he was a field medic in the army. And then when he came out, he went to medical school and became a full-on doctor. And uh, he, he actually went to school at Ohio State. And the funny thing was, was back then, Texas was like very rural. Nothing was really going on down here in Texas except kind of cattle and a couple of big cities and stuff. And um, my grandfather and one of his friends, after they graduated medical school, had heard that, you know, Texas was kind of this new up-and-coming place and was going to need some doctors. So they just packed up their stuff and moved to Texas and started a practice. And And I think that that, you know, kind of paved the way for my dad to, to see that hard work and an idea can pay off if you just continue to work on it. And for me, my brother, and my sister, it's something that my parents have always just instilled in us of, you know, if you have an idea and you believe in something, you have to go after it or you'll, you'll always have regrets. So that sounds like a very passionate point of view yeah my mom grew up in columbus and uh so anyway by by default i'm a i'm a buckeye Mm -hmm. do you have any oh yeah oh yeah yeah my my grandfather went to the ohio state and uh (laughs) my 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 dad was actually born on the campus at ohio state yeah at the medical school there gosh it's funny man it's like uh and so and so like thinking about arlington when you grew up like now there's the absence of nothing between Fort Worth and Dallas. Right. Right now it's just like a, there's still salad in between the two. Yeah. Yeah. What is it like when you go back? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, I, I hardly recognize it now when I come back, obviously the areas where I grew up in are relatively the same, but a lot of the areas of Arlington, you know, the new Cowboy stadium, the new Ranger stadium, all of that stuff. I can remember when, what I would call the new Ranger Stadium was built back in the uh, early 90s, and now there's a, another new Ranger Stadium there now. So it's uh, it's become, I would say it's almost like the playground of Dallas and Fort Worth now where people come and they go to the Wet n' Wild, the Six Flags, they got the baseball. It's, it's right. kind of like the entertainment capital of the Metroplex there. I feel like that fits you. Yeah, for sure. So was Nolan Ryan your guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nolan Ryan was my hero growing Dude, up. What a guy. He was amazing. And he was he was the nicest guy. 
So actually, my 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 dad was uh, team and my grandfather were team doctors for the Texas Rangers. Oh wow! And uh, so we got to hang around the team quite a bit. Me as a little kid, uh, I would go into the clubhouse and mess with the players and and run around while my dad was Amazing. doing stuff before the games. It was great. I, I've I've definitely have some interactions with Nolan Ryan, and uh, he was he was always so nice to me and and everybody. So. So if you're if you're young and you're listening to this and you don't know who Nolan Ryan is, um, most no hitters, yeah, ever, yeah, uh, one of the greatest pitchers ever. Um, what an incredible person! Hundred percent, great story, and and there's a great uh, documentary about him out actually right now. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah, it's yeah. really really good. The role of the pitcher is so fascinating. It is because it's like, is it offense or is it defense? <laughs> are you the captain or are you the clown? I don't know. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, so, uh, what, so talk to me about like leaving home. Like when was that? So, um, I went to school after I graduated high school, I went to school at TCU in Fort Worth and, um, was going to school there. And my brother, um, was out in Los Angeles and was starting, uh, Tom shoes. And so he had called me up and asked me to come out um, to help him. He said he, he needed some employees. He, his company was starting to take off. And, and this is like what year? This was 2006. Okay. So 2006. Um, God, what a great year. It, it, was, it was a great year. You know, <laughs> it's, it's what's crazy is so Tom started in 2006. YouTube started in 2006, yeah. which is hard to believe it's only been around that long. A, this was like a lot of businesses were starting right before e-commerce essentially. Yeah. Because yeah. at that time, was there e-commerce? There was, but it's it, it's not it was in its infancy i would say i think it was still like people were still extraordinarily skeptical of e-commerce like they were like nah, you can't sell things online oh yeah for sure i mean amazon prime wasn't around yet yeah you know ebay maybe i think ebay for sure yeah but not like yeah i mean paypal maybe like really um really early days yeah mm -hmm. no instagram no so no twitter no social media myspace my wow tom yeah tom at myspace <laughs> barnes and noble Barnes and, and Noble, Noble, yeah. And then Twitter would be uh, at South by Southwest in Austin that year, debuted. Oh, really? Yeah. There wow. you go. JoJo, he's, he wasn't even born then, nope. but <laughs> <laughs> with the long haul. Um, okay, so so Blake says, come out to Hollywood. Yeah, so so I'm at school at TCU, and, and you know he says, come out to California, and, and literally within six days, I had packed up my stuff in a U-Haul <laughs> and started driving out there. You know, I was I was... I was about, you know, half a semester shy of graduating, but I was just like ready for something new. Wait a minute. That's a big decision. Why the urgency and what was the family response? Um, well, you know, I mean, I've just, my brother and I have always been really close and my brother's uh, kind of a serial entrepreneur. He'd had a couple of businesses beforehand that I had believed the, the in. The fluff and fold. Yeah, yeah, right, he, he, yeah like he, he had he had a, he had a laun <laughs> he had he started the first ever laundry uh, dry cleaning pickup and delivery service on a college campus. It's incredible. Yeah, right now it's like everybody uses one of those on a college campus. So yeah. It's, uh, Side note: Does he feel like people stole his idea, or does he feel like he made the world a better place? I think probably a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think that that kind of helped him with the, you know become a little bit more business savvy because I don't think that he he held that as close to the chest as he probably should have. Mm. But um, that's part of it, right? It you is. Know, you you have an idea. You need to protect the idea. 
Um, and it's it's an interesting equation, right? It is. You have to protect the idea, but it's almost like when you wanted to protect something so much, then it never comes out. Interesting. You know what I mean? It's almost like you have to, you have to let it out to the public in order for it to actually see if it works. I mean, because I dropped out of high school, and so my family not only all went to college, but all went to college twice, I guess. They, they went again, mm-hmm. like for the bigger degree. Lawyer, doctor, physicist, uh, education, masters. And so it sounds like maybe, um, you know, for generations your family was interested in education, the value of education. Um, was it, was there a conversation around that? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so my brother and my sister both never graduated college also. And so there was a little bit of a precedent for my siblings to go on, find something that they were passionate about and realize that, you know, they had kind of reached their limit with school and they were going to learn more outside of school. So, you know, I, my parents were supportive of that just because of the precedent that they had set. Oh, so you're the youngest. I am the youngest. Same here. It's so much easier. They just paved the way. They kind of like, they kind of loosen the the can, you know, yeah. so the... So it's just easier to do what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my brother and I are actually eight years apart. So Oh, same with me and my brother. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so my sister's um, four years apart from both of us. So she's Can I right just say candidly, uh, he seems younger than you, and I'm not sure if that's good or bad. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's 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 funny. I've People have always asked who's older and stuff, and uh, my brother takes very good care of himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Hollywood lifestyle. It's that Hollywood lifestyle. He has a great skincare routine. <laughs> we... Uh, yeah, so so like then you move out to LA, unsure of what's about to happen, but confident that that it's going to work. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I mean, I've always believed in my brother, and I really believed in the concept of Tom's of 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 helping others through actually, you know, commerce. Yeah, and and Tom's was the first company really that ever blew up that that started by being able to sell something and give something. Now it's it's very rare for you to go to any large company's uh, website and not figure out what their, you know, philanthropy of the month is. Yeah. You know, it, it's something that everybody is kind of front and center now is, is either their give back or their philanthropy that they're working on. But Tom's was really one of the first uh, companies to do it in a sustainable way by making it a for-profit business rather than, you know, having to deal with charitable contributions like a majority of people were doing in the past. What did I heard it described as something like for purpose or what, what was the tagline that kind yeah, of got So our, your, per, your purchase guarantees a child shoes for tomorrow. So it, right. it was, it was, you know, one for one was our thing is, you know, you bought a pair, we gave a pair. Yeah. And I bought two pairs. Yeah. I did. Gave... I actually, I went to the store in Venice that you probably started at mm-hmm. with my parents. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. On Abbott Kinney. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, that. And store. it was a vibe. There was a cafe. It was cool. Like, I remember and that, that, like, on some level formed kind of a, maybe a bit of an early inspiration around, like, what we could do with a, with a basically a club like experience that has a commerce component. But, you know, I think that was a really cool thing to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was an amazing thing to be a part of. Obviously, um, while I was there, it exploded and and really, really became popular. Like literally exploded. Yeah, literally exploded. Like year over year, multiple. Just you know, how do you even deal with that? Yeah, I mean, we were just hiring new employees. I mean, just every week we were bringing on new employees. Just every week. Yeah, it like was, in the tens. And yeah. Wow, twenties, yeah. and and we got we got really big, really fast, and um, and just kept on plugging away. You know, we 
I exited the company right around the 10 year mark. So around 2016. Okay. But, um, all the stuff that I learned from that was, was, you know, irreplaceable. What was your role there? Um, you know, I, <laughs> with, <laughs> with, 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 with any, with any startup, you know, it's, you wear many, many hats. So when I, when I first showed up, I was the head of the, um, customer service department. Okay. So like, I can remember working, like my, my desk was, was two folding chairs. Like I, I, I was hunched over on one chair and my computer was on the other chair. And I, I think that's where I developed my, uh, my, my back issues. <laughs> <laughs> not golf. Yeah. Not golf, but, but sitting in those chairs. And then, you know, um, as as we grew and needed more and more stuff, I ended up kind of evolving into more of a sales role okay. um, and kind of started up the sales department and then really kind of started focusing on more of corporate sales and, and, and kind of larger, you know, big companies that wanted to give shoes to their, you know, all of their employees and stuff like that. So larger orders and stuff. Makes a great gift. Yeah. Um, so like when you left, right? Like, what is that like? Is that like, is that like, uh, fireworks maybe also a little bit of like decompression. And then that's kind of like, what's next? What's that experience like? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely bittersweet. Um, when, whenever we left, it was, it was one of those things. Well, first of all, I, I had started a family kind of during that process. I got married during Tom's and I had my first child while we were still living in Los Angeles. And, Los Angeles, after growing up in Texas, I had always said that I wanted to raise my family in Texas. And um, so whenever my son was about one year old, I had the opportunity to basically move back to Texas and continue working from home, essentially. And um, so started doing kind of, I was commuting back and forth to Los Angeles, you know, once a month and doing all of that. And it got to the point where I just kind of started feeling more removed from the culture when I showed up to the office, it was, I kind of felt more of an outsider. Um, and it was one of those things that it was just, and then, and then we ended up having the sell of the company or half the company to Bain Capital. So it was kind of a good timing for me to, to exit then. And, um, it was bittersweet. It was sad. Um, you know, my whole identity after college was, was Tom shoes. Um, you know, I was, I was, a I felt like I was a big part of, of helping that company grow and getting it to where it was. We were all a really big family. So it was, it was kind of like, you know, you were leaving your family in a sense. Yeah. So, um, after that, I would say that it, I, for about a year or so, you know, I didn't really kind of know what I was wanting to do. Um, lived here in Texas and moved to a place where we had a golf course so started playing a lot of golf. This is Austin at that yeah, time. Yeah, this is okay. Austin at that okay. time. Moved here to to Lakeway and started playing a lot of golf in my spare time. Nice. And uh, handicap goes down. Handicap goes down, <laughs> and and just kind of fell in love with the game again. You know, when I was in Los Angeles, it was rounds of golf were far and few between. You know, I would get in the occasional round at Pinmar, or go to Westchester after golf and play some night golf. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know how it is in Los Angeles. If you're not a member of a club, going and playing a quality round of 18 holes is either super cost prohibitive or super time prohibitive. So so Blake's Bel Air membership came after 2016? It did. It okay, did. Yeah, it came after 2016. That's clutch. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it was after I moved out of town. So I got to play. But, you know, my favorite uh, course in Los Angeles to go play was Trump National. Really? Yeah. I love that course. It's so scenic. It is so pretty, and especially whenever... 
and I, I kind of reserve that for special occasions. Usually, when a friend came in town, I'd pick him up at LAX, and we it's not just, cheap. No, it's not. I'm like two eighty or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, but the views, you know, the way that it's terraced and you can see the ocean from every hole. It's. I would always uh, suggest Trump National when I knew the other guy was paying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Friends come in town. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. go play. Yeah, you should go uh, get a foursome for us. Yeah, uh, Trump National is the best one. Yeah, I'm curious to know when does the like, you know, there's this moment that I think. Um, you know, the idea arrives, right? And yeah. I'm talking about Dollar Driver Club. So when does that idea kind of hit you and you're like, wait, this is, and then there's the moment after where it's like, is it a good idea? Yeah. Or can it work? Yeah. And uh, before you answer that, you know, we'd love to leave the audience on a cliffhanger. So maybe we go to a quick break. Yes, and, please. And when we come back, the seed of the idea, because I, I agree with you. When we talk to entrepreneurs, that's what I'm always most interested in maybe. Yeah. Is, when does that moment happen? And is it on a golf course? And did you just uh, no. slice the driver my or money, stripe the driver? My money is that Tyler was in the shower. Okay, hold on. <laughs> my well, well, before Tyler we go to the, the break, I'm going to make my official prediction. He's in the you shower. The beard prediction. is lathered up. Okay. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, boom. I'm changing mine. I think he was on a boat. On a boat? I think he was on the lake. Okay. And, With people uh, or alone? No, alone. Alone? <laughs> At sunrise <laughs> big, or sunset? Big boat. Big 40-footer. <laughs> <laughs> sunset okay and uh and then he yeah, right, so they both out. include water so we'll see yeah. um you know and then see all of the above you could be showering on a boat it's possible okay <laughs> we'll be right back uh please enjoy the ad break jojo and i put everything we can into making those entertaining all right folks ad break number one dude don't fast forward real quick if you're an rgc pro member you're gonna get 50 dollars off the dollar driver club Okay. Or you can sign up as a monthly member and get your first month free, which is also sick. Um, for me, my personal experience with drivers, I was a bit of a dater. I wasn't trying to get into a relationship with a driver. For my first like five years in golf, I would just do the Roger Dunn, buy it for 90 days. I'd buy a used driver and return it. And then I just perpetually get new drivers for two or three years until they were like, bro, you're scamming the system. And I was like, Oh, really? I'll just go to a different store then. <laughs> but Dollar Driver Club's cool because if you're trying to level up your game, you can actually get a driver that fits you <laughs> as opposed to going to the used bin. And um, I really like the cool thing about Dollar Driver Club is you can swap. Um, you know, you can pick the shaft that works for you because as we all know, or maybe we don't know, do we know this man? The shaft is half of the driver. It's a big part of the club, literally. It's the longest part of the club, and it has more to do with your spin rate and um, your dispersion rate. So you want to have that low angle of descent, my guy. A-O-D. A-O-D. D-O-D. Bring it on. D-D-C. R-G-C. Get your discount. Get over to the R-G-C app. Sign up. I'm sure the link's in the description below because below because JoJo is fucking dialed okay jojo's he's like miles away like thousands of miles away but he can hear what i'm saying and he's literally building it oh my god water skier look at that water skiing in korea join dollar driver club the club for every golfer and never pay retail for golf equipment so what are you waiting for sign up for the annual membership and get 50 dollars off or sign up as a monthly member and get your first month free all right folks prize picks it's the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. DFS. It's just you against the numbers, folks. 
Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I like to watch butts roll in, so I wouldn't mind watching winnings roll in. Um, Prize picks is the most fun I've ever had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Um, I really wish I could bet on the past, you know, like I would love to bet on the Giants, like with Lawrence Taylor, you know, that was a team, team and a half folks. You just select two or more players and pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. It's super easy and you can actually test your skills on prize picks. It is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few tap, 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 tap it in. Prize Picks is a really simple to play. And yeah, Prize Picks is really simple to play. And I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Think about that. That's almost as much time as you can hold your breath. Maybe more, maybe less. Don't try this at home. Go ahead, hold your breath, make your prize picks. Let's see how it goes. Let's see who's let's see who breaks first. <laughs> uh, they have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players to choose from, and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Head over to prizepicks.com. That's P-R-I-Z-E-P-I-C-K-S dot com slash E-A-L show and use the code E-A-L show for a first deposit match of up to $100. So basically, you're going to get $100. You might as well roll the dice. Uh, so head over to prizepicks.com slash E-A-L show and use the code E-A-L show for a first deposit match up to $100. And please, prove me wrong. Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. Prize picks. See you in the dish. Okay, so we're back, and we've planted a seed uh, in all of our minds. So the, the question before the break was, when did the idea or the seed of Dollar Driver Club first hit you? My bet is that it was in the shower. JoJo's bet it was on a boat. Is it both? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's neither of those. So... Um, Whenever I moved back to Los Angeles or from Los Angeles to Texas, I had an old set of clubs. Um, I think I was playing. Oh, I, I know I was playing. I had an R7 tailor-made driver, Ooh. the very first movable weight technology. That, that was driver. the white head with the orange stripe. The R7 was was just kind of a gray, and it had those weights that came out of it. It was before the white. Okay. Oh, so it's like. Okay, so it's slider kind of near slider before slider too it R7. was the very first movable weight driver oh wait, r7 black shiny black yep. top with like red on the bottom yeah with like four weight ports on it yeah okay so i had that and, and silver bottom silver bottom yes not yeah. over, yes and then um so i i had had that and it was not a very forgiving driver and obviously not playing a lot of golf during my time in los angeles my golf game suffered so I wasn't hitting the ball very good, but when I moved here, I started playing golf with a group of guys at the club and um, kind of got a regular game going. And I can remember them always giving me a hard time that my golf equipment was so old. And, it, you know, it was, oh. a, it was, it was like a Franken bag of sorts. And, right. And um, I can remember. Because this is at the time like an eight, seven, six-year-old driver or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of like out of cycle. Yeah, exactly. And so they were all giving me a hard time. So I finally went and um, bought. I think it was it was the R11. Okay. It was the the white driver. That was something. the first white. The one. The first white driver. Yeah, that was pretty. And so I went and got that. And um, the 
I, I showed up to my tea time. I was going to play with my where, guys. Where did you get it? At like uh, PJ Tour Superstore? Yeah, I, th- I, I think it was um, Golfsmith back then. Golfsmith. Oh, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so Golfsmith. Uh, That's which, an Austin-based Austin uh, company. company. Yeah. yeah. So I went to the Golfsmith, got that, you know, paid the retail price, came back and hit it. And I was crushing it on the range. Absolutely loved the driver. Sorry, paid the retail price. $500? I think it was about $500 And were you then. like... I was a little shocked. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Fair. I hadn't bought clubs in a while, and it was like, man, $500 for a driver? Okay, but <laughs> I need one, you know? Did it, you ask about the return policy? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't. I should have. I, I didn't ask about the return policy, but I got the driver. I went to the range, and I was just crushing it, and I was really excited to go and play with my friends. Wait, wait, can we talk about shaft? Like, did, did you did you stock shaft? or? You know, I, I remember I had the uh, Fubuki. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Fubuki shaft in it. Um, I think I paid a little extra for that, too. Yeah, you did. So, but it was, it, it was awesome. It was a great driver, and I was so excited. I mean, that feeling you get when you get a brand new driver. Oh, yeah. And then you take it to the range, and it gives you kind of that passion of, of wanting to practice again. Cause you like, I got to learn this new driver. So you're just going to go pound balls and then you're seeing the ball go farther and straighter. And it's yeah. just, you're, you're, you're saying, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Yeah. You know, just going back to how this podcast started with star Wars, yeah. um, you know, the feeling of holding a new driver, it's like, it's very much like, uh, you know, a, um, lightsaber, you know, hundred percent. Like you're, you can, you know, you can, Whatever it is, battle. Yeah. I don't know what that. What do they do on that movie? You, you got it. You got a new weapon. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's so I was just crushing this thing. I show up to my tea time, and um, you know, I'm basically talking to my friends like, "Hey, I finally, finally ponied up and got a new driver." And and one of my friends who was at the time like always in the now, always in the know of like what was the new new and all of that, and he was like, "Oh man," he's like, "I hate to tell you this." But they just released this new driver to this morning called the M2, and it's got like a carbon fiber crown oh, and like, man. and I was just like, they didn't tell you that at Golfsmith. Are you kidding me? And so like I remember playing the whole round of golf and like, it, it was like I went from crushing drives on the range to like having my soul crushed on the first <laughs> tee of like, no, I just spent five hundred dollars on something and it's like, all right, now I'm gonna have to deal with something that's not brand new, which I thought I was going to have. Um, and so, like, throughout that whole round of golf, I can remember just thinking, like, how how is it possible for every, you know, for somebody to always have the newest driver? Like, it's so expensive. You know, you either have to go and sell your stuff on eBay or you do, like, what I do. And, you know, I've got a garage, a couple of old golf bags in my garage full of old clubs that will never see the light of day again. Yeah. You know, so you're you, a hoarder. You, know, you had that old trusty driver like the R7 that I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll go back to this someday. That thing's still <laughs> in my garage. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I was just, you know, I kind of started just thinking and t- I started talking to my friends that I was playing with and, you know, how do they get their clubs? And a majority of them were, were doing what, you know, we call flipping golf clubs where, you know, you, you buy a new driver and then you sell the old one on eBay to recoup some of the costs. So you end up only having to try to pay half price for your driver and you do that every year. And Sounds like a bit of work. A lot of work. I mean, and then you have, you know, you have your taxes that you got to file and you have mm. the time that it takes to do all that. And then if anybody's dealt with eBay, like the messages back and forth about questions of a picture or one thing or another, it's just, it's very, it's a stressful process. So you know, that year I had actually got um, my new iPhone through AT&T and they asked me if I wanted to basically lease it from them rather than buy it. And it was like, you know, a quarter of the price or whatever. And I was, that was already in my head of, you know, 
they're renting me my phone. So why, why, if I don't, if I always want the newest phone, why do I buy it? Why not just rent it and just have the newest one? So after talking to other of my friends and golfers and seeing, you know, kind of what they thought would be a, a good way to go about it, I kind of landed on the idea of, you know, why, why own a driver? Why not just essentially rent it for the year through us? And then at the end of the year, you know, if you are the type of person that likes to buy something, we still sell it to you at the end of the year and there's no more cost than what it is at retail. But it's just a much easier, simplified way to get the driver that you want every year for a fraction of the cost. And I guess, uh, you know, going back to like, you know, your role at Tom's being in kind of customer service, customer experience, satisfaction, and even your like experience with Trump, like, you know, really getting down to the last detail of like how the customer is supported through their journey. I, I would imagine an early flag on this concept was customization of the product, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not a phone. Like, I mean, there's, there's four phones and within that there's a couple different models, but more or less it's unpersonalized. Whereas the club, right? I mean, you got the, uh, the degree, you've got the shaft, you've got the grip, but what's made its way into Dollar Driver Club is that not everyone is the same and you spend a lot of energy making sure that, you know, I'm answering the question for you, but you know what I mean? Like you, you, you've, you've personalized an experience that is basically, um, to date not been personalized i think is that is am i getting that right yeah yeah no totally i mean in the past there's it's been very hard for regular golfers to try new drivers out if you especially if you lived in a rural area if you didn't have access to a country club and be able to do a demo day or you didn't have a public driving range that has demo days close by then you were really kind of stuck with just picking something off of a website and hoping that that was going to work for you. And most of the time it's based off of the manufacturer's uh, marketing. You know, everybody wants to have whatever's being marketed the best that year. So, but oftentimes those aren't the best drivers for the, that golfer. You know, somebody will get something because Tiger's playing it and then they just really aren't enjoying their round of golf with that driver in their hand. And so we wanted to give golfers the ability to change their club um, if it wasn't working for them. You know, we had a, when we, the Dollar Driver Club has evolved and I'm sure we'll, we'll kind of get into where we started and where we are now, but it's, it's always been very customer centric from the very beginning. We are 100% focused on customer service and making sure that our members are taken care of um, from start to finish. And if, you know, if that is, changing headways or shafts or customizing whatever we can. Um, that's what we're, we're doing for the members. Can I just speak from the average golfer's experience? Please. My uh, driver problems have been well documented on this show. Uh, and I did go through the experience of trying to buy a new driver and not going to a demo day or anything else or not trying out different ones and ended up doing some kind of like remote fitting online where ultimately they just fit me to the stock option. That was the main option on the website. And I did end up with a driver and I talked to Eric on this show. I was like, I'm so excited. It's going to say, it's going to change my life. And we all went out and played together and it did not change my life. For the better, at least. Well, yeah, good news, <laughs> bad news, who knows, but the driver itself, um, and I'm not going to talk about the brand or anything, but it didn't, it didn't work. And I left the experience feeling just frustrated because now I'm just stuck with this paperweight, basically. I, yeah. went, I went back to my three-wood. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a common experience for golfers is, um, one, either buyer's remorse, you, you buy something, you spend a lot of money on it and it just doesn't work for you. And you know, it's not that that club's bad. If you handed that to a different golfer, that, that club might work well. And it's not that you're a bad golfer. It's just that the equipment that you have in your hands isn't optimized for you. So it's, it's one of the things that we are, are really focused on is getting the right club into people's hands and not having somebody stuck with something for a year or so that doesn't work for them. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people that'll get a new driver and they'll go to the range, they can't hit the ball, but then they'll, they'll change their swing a little bit and they'll hit one good one. And they're like, okay, so that's how I, I got to change my swing a little bit to hit this driver. But that is not how a driver fitting should be. A driver fitting should be optimizing that driver for your particular swing that you have now. And uh, that's something that, that we are helping people with. And essentially, I think, I think maybe the, well, there's two really interesting things about the concept that I want to get into. Like, one is this idea that, um, you know, it's kind of like, would you classify it as try before you buy? Yeah, you definitely could. I mean, it's it's more of like a long-term try before you buy because it's it's not like um, some of the other online retailers have like a 30-day trial period and then they're just going to charge your card. You know, we want you to be able to, for people who want to try something before they buy, it gives them the ability to get it in their hands, customize it in a way that is going to be beneficial to them, and then go out and play with it. Yeah. Um, not just use it on the range or use it for one round or two rounds and then have to send it back or get charged for it. Um, and at the end of the year, you know, if you don't, if you're just interested in, in upgrading to the next year's thing, then it's it's a lot cheaper for you than having to, to buy it at the end of the year also. And, and one of the other cool things is that, um, you know, we all know as golfers that, um, you know, the club that you put in your hands is a huge decision. I mean, obviously there's, there's a tremendous amount of content and media and reviews and articles, um, about which product is right for you, but that's still even as specific as it could get. It's still relatively general. In fact, even yesterday I had a guy, we were talking about, uh, irons, you know, and he was like, well, can I play blades and it's like this constant kind of what degree should my driver be i mean at some point it's like super like um witch doctory and it's kind of like anecdotal but one of the cool things about from what i understand is like there's a phone number here mm -hmm. right you can call who's answering the phone we get, we've got a team of golfers that, you know we got kevin scott and jack that are on the man in the phones at all times who's i'm curious is there a, is there a great phone story that we can hear really quick who who's who's answered the phone with a guy that's just on the ledge <laughs> don't all jump up at once there, there must be there there, must there's be some what's guy the who... funniest person that's ever called in who's got that story who was who, who answered the line I can, t I can tell you that it, some of the funnier things is that we have gotten is just kind of, you can tell novice golfers who don't know some stuff like, um, a lot of times it's, Hey, the, the head and the shaft just won't tighten together or I'm, I'm getting this rattling sound and we have to let them know that, you know, that wrench that comes with your driver is actually a torque wrench and you have to click it twice. Right. So, you know, it's... So that's a scary thing. It that's is a, a lot of force to click it in. It is. It is. And if you don't know that, you think you're about to break it or something. So it's, you know, we've had to help some people along there. We've we've had some interesting, interesting things about like shafts, like, 
we sent a shaft that you know with an adjustable shaft it might be a, it might have been plugged in at you know minus two degrees and they call and you know they're upset that they got it minus two degrees and we have to explain that it's adjustable yeah you're yeah. safe you're, you're safe. safe are you, you just, seated just, are you seated yeah minus okay. two degrees that's quite the shot trajectory <laughs> subterranean yeah. golf yeah um yeah that's a cool feature i i love that idea of kind of being able to call and, and be connected to like you know what's a big decision i mean right like i think this whole idea of buying a driver i mean are you um you know, I think we can even back up here and look at like Mark King, you know, TaylorMade CEO, kind of changed the whole landscape of how drivers uh, kind of came to be in some sense. Like, are you, were you visible to that kind of? 100%. I mean, with, with the product cycles that TaylorMade really introduced, which is essentially a new driver every year, um, you know, it, it, the churn rate on drivers is just super high. Everybody is wanting the newest thing. And with the marketing behind it, it, it literally makes you feel like if you are playing with last year's driver, that you're really, you're missing out on a potential benefit to your game. Well, and it worked. I mean, your friend on the T basically pointed out a problem that you didn't even know you had. Exactly. Yeah. Which like, I mean, it, there is some truth to it, right? Like, you know, like the newer equipment is going to function better just by data. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, I wonder if that guy hadn't said anything to you, would you just have played and like maybe then, I mean, you would probably still decide to buy new equipment. Because I think as golfers, we love that kind mm -hmm. of like relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I've always been kind of like the gadget guy. Like I always like researching equipment, you know, buying stuff and, and using it and seeing how well it works. I, I love especially when it, I like to be an early adopter of stuff. So. Yeah. And I remember like early days when I would go, I would go to Roger Dunn like maybe twice a week when I was like first getting started. And I would always, I would like, some days I'd leave with glow balls. Some days I'd leave with like 3000 tees, you know, cause at public courses they don't give you tees. And like, I, I like didn't also have 5,000 random golf club tees in my office that like I do now. And like, yeah, I remember, and I, and I was just always, like, geeking out on, like, you know, the hybrids and, the and like, what's going to help my game? Like, and I remember um, the real, like, thing that I remember the most, which is, like, negative, ultimately, memory, but this, like, the you know, you your memory is designed to retain things that are negative so that you don't do it again, like fire, like, a, like, a, like an oven or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the, the ironic thing is the negative memory I have about that whole Roger Dunn experience was the salesman, you know? And uh, I'd be in there ready to buy. And he'd be like, no, it's the Indian, not the Arrow. You know, and I was just like, uh, what? Like, uh, are you saying I suck? <laughs> like, I love this game, you know what I mean? And like, I'm new to it. And I just like, I, I, I want to get better. And certainly there is like a paradigm around like, equipment isn't, the only answer it's an answer and i think what's interesting about dollar driver club is like it kind of presents you with this holistic concept to like as your swing changes um because i think as you start playing golf more your swing is invariably gonna gonna get better hopefully right absolutely yeah and i think you bring up another valid point of of you know having to go in somewhere and hit balls in front of a stranger to do a fitting is is a little bit of a nerve-wracking process for a lot of people. So with Dollar Driver Club, we're able to ship you the components that you're you're interested in 
and you're able to try them out in the comfort of you know your your own driving range, hitting bay, wherever you go to practice your golf, without having somebody critiquing every swing that you make or you're afraid to to make have a miss. I mean, when you're trying something new, you can't be afraid to miss. Like that's that's how you're going to learn something. So, being able to swing freely without having that extra set of eyes is very beneficial to golfers. Yeah. And for me, if it's okay, I I did want to bring up um, this idea of kind of the genius of the business, which is that you're able to offer people essentially a driver for less than they would pay, right? Mm -hmm. Like a brand new driver for essentially quite a discount, right? Right. What's the average like discount they're getting for that year? I mean, we're talking depending on the program that you, cause we have tiers. So depending on the tier that you pick, it's anywhere from 300 to $150 off retail. I mean, that's like, and, and the question that I had when we were talking and we can exclude this if it's not interesting to you, but for me, what really made sense when you're like, oh yeah, well, what we do is when the person returns the driver, we actually sell it yeah. to a used club company, which is like, oh, of course, that club still has life in it for a different type of consumer. Absolutely, yeah. So that that's kind Which of- Which is me when I got started. Like all I did was buy used clubs. Yeah, 100%. And that's what a lot of guys do is, is you know, they wait for the, the new stuff to go on markdown and then they buy last year's driver because um, it is at a markdown. But with us, you're able to get this year's driver at that markdown price. So it's, it's definitely more beneficial. Um, yeah. Um, and so- what we're going to do is, and, and also I think one of the really coolest things is like all drivers are equal, right? Is that kind of your like internal mentality of like, Hey, like what suits you kind of, what are you interested in? Kind of like, an, I remember, um, going to, um, you know, like a, like a agnostic club fitting mentality mm-hmm. where it's like, I, it doesn't need to match. Like I can have, you know, when you Frankenbag, you said earlier, and like we're gonna, we are gonna do a really fun Frankenbag challenge this year um, with the Random Golf Club community. Where anyway, we'll get into it later, but it's gonna be exciting. But this idea that like you know, um, you know, there's there's a, there's not a push for a certain brand is I guess what I'm trying to get at. No, absolutely. Um, we have found time and time again that you know. If sticking with one brand um, throughout your golf career is really going to be limiting your ability to play the, your best golf, um, from one year to the next, drivers change. And just because it, it's it's not just because you're playing X driver from 2022 that X driver from 2023 is just that much better. They change different specifics of the driver head that are going to deliver the head to the ball differently. So I fully recommend people try the drivers every year and find what works best for you rather than just sticking with the same old driver or the same company that you have been playing in the past years because I think that you're limiting yourself. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I think that the pros have a bag full of you know one brand's companies is because they're being paid a handful of money to do so if you look at those pros Sometimes two handfuls yeah, yeah two handfuls <laughs> yeah if you look at those pros that don't have necessarily uh club deals they'll have a, a you know plethora of brands in their bag and so it just goes to show that their different manufacturers ha- are are good for individual golfers for different things yeah, I mean, Brooks Kepka, even before he went to live, had like a very, like he, he would famously say how much he turned down just to be like, I want control over this. Yeah, 
100%. Yeah. Um, and we saw that with Liv, right? Like a lot of players just started kind of playing whatever they wanted. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, you know, when you look at other sports, that component doesn't really exist. Mm-mm. Aside from maybe Formula One, but like in every other sport, it's like the ball is <laughs> one ball. Mm-hmm. And the shoes, well, you know, what's that really going to do? I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. if you're Michael Jordan, but like, you know, it's interesting how much the equipment makes a difference. It really does. And it's very individual. So it's, it's, I fully recommend finding what's right for you um, and, and utilizing that. But, and so you alluded a bit to the future of Dollar Driver Club. Are you, can you share kind of your plans for what's coming next? Yeah, for sure. So um, with this year with Dollar Driver Club, um, with membership, we're bringing on a bunch of new stuff. Um, our whole goal is to um, enable golfers to never pay full retail for golf equipment again. Um, and by by joining Dollar Driver Club, you're going to get access to um, all of our monthly deals, which are you know iron sets, putters, wedges, all the other clubs in your bag. Um, being able to purchase those at a discounted rate, um, you know, basically rates so good that we really can't even advertise them publicly. So like literally you have to blur out the images of what it is until you join and become like private customer essentially. Exactly. Private yeah. member. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. We're not going to be able to list those prices publicly. Um, you'll have to join and uh, see them, but we're talking, you know, 20, 30% off. Like because ridiculous t- deals on new clubs. Yeah. Brand new clubs. Not current just driver, year. Which, I, which honestly, what I would love to hear is how a person can do that right now. So what's like, tell us, cause I'm going to go make a bunch of, like tell a bunch of my friends who need new drivers, who need new things to go do it. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you go to dollardriverclub.com and, um, you can, you can find out more information on the homepage, but you go to sign up and, um, you can set up your account. You can start paying, um, it's $30 a month for, for, a, um, access to your, the website and membership. And you can start purchasing, um, you know, all of through the monthly deals, the irons, the wedges, and then you also get access to our driver program. And then with the driver program, we have three tiers, basically a basic um, kind of a beginner level tier, um, a standard tier, and then what we were calling like our tour pro level uh, tier, which is going to, you know, range everything from all the aftermarket shafts to custom head weights to, you know, hot melt, whatever you need. Hot melt? Yeah, whatever you need for your driver. Um, Do you have hot melt here? Yeah. Can I put some in my driver today? For sure. We get, we Whoa. can do it. Um, Whoa. So we we're, we're you know that's all you have to do. It's is, just hot glue, right? Yeah. Or what it is, is. It's different. It's it's, it's hot glue, is, but it's just kind of like this. It's got a special applicator to get into the driver head. Like a like a COVID test swab. <laughs> yeah, basically, just shove it right, right in, in the back. You're of giving the, the driver head a COVID test. Yeah. It doesn't like it, but it's good for You're it. You're like, dude, you are hot right now. You need to get a test. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So that's that's it. I mean, it's it's very simple. You sign up and then uh, you get access to the website. We have a member portal that you'll be able to manage all of your subscriptions or your orders. We're fully invested in trying to make sure that we're getting the right drivers into people's hands to begin with. But uh, we do have a satisfaction guarantee. So it's it's one of those things that if if they don't get what they like in their hand, then they give us a call and we're gonna we're gonna work with them to get them the right driver in their hands. Yeah, and to give you a sense of what that process will be, uh, I am so happy to say that uh you know our our dear friend keffer and myself will be going through that for the worst club in our bags 
Um, that's live on social the today, the same day you're listening to this. So uh, don't miss that if you actually want to go see what it really looks like. I've never had a fitting in my life. Wow, really? Never had a fitting in my life. Like when I bought my irons, some some dude told me like, yeah, that's a nice swing. But that, w- that was the extent. So. Yeah, he, that was just to get you to buy the clothes. Yeah, that was not a Roger Dunn employee. He was like great arrow. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I'm, that it you know based off of kind of this year's offering. So the way that Dollar Driver Club started off when when I first launched the business, um, I wanted to be able to offer um, a driver for thirty dollars a month and the ability to swap out drivers. Um, you know, if you didn't like that driver. So, you know, I had a, a huge amount of faith in humanity whenever I, I launched that because basically I was sending you out a brand new driver for $30. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was one of the major pitfalls that we had was um, of having to evolve our business model to really protect ourselves from theft. Because at the beginning of the, of the company, we had um, a lot of people take advantage of us. And, you know, I lost, I lost quite a bit of money um in the first couple years of operating so people would basically cool give me the driver and then all of a sudden their credit card would like not work and you're like wait a minute exactly so we we it was just set up on an auto pay of or of thirty dollars a month so if say someone say say it wasn't even intentional say somebody went on a vacation they lost their wallet and they canceled their credit card well the next month that we tried to charge their card it would come up decline so then we'd have to track that down that person get a new card number we quickly became or went from being a golf company to being becoming like a collection agency essentially of having to track people down and it became super aggravating because we weren't really able to focus on what we wanted to focus on yeah so the next year the next evolution of the business was we we offered um the membership for 365 dollars up front for the year and you could you could do that through Klarna and still pay your $30 a month. Oh, cool. So you could sign up with Klarna. You made your payments to Klarna, and um, it all worked out great. The problem is there is we still ended up having some theft issues. Be- really? Yeah. Because So the way the business model is is that that $365, we are sending out a driver. Uh, you know, We were kind of covering our cost on that, but then if that driver never made its way back to us, then we didn't have the resale value of that club. Right. So, you know, people basically were, you know, saying, okay, I got the driver and then for your 365. Margins all fucked. Exactly. So our margins just got totally screwed. Right. So this past year, um, you know, we, we basically took a hiatus for a year. Um, we brought in some consultants and really kind of dove deep into the business model and kind of really got into the weeds of things to figure out what we were going to do because we knew that the business model or the business offering was sound that we had tons of people signed up that were paying monthly good paying members and were absolutely loving our service and telling all their friends about it and it was really very positive but we also had people that knew that they could take advantage of us so we had to figure out a way to basically weed those people out mm. and so with this now that we've we're launching or, or have launched the the new website Essentially, there's an initiation fee to join, which is that $30 a month, and then there's the driver fee. Right. So, But the great thing about with that initiation fee is, is with initiation fee now, you're getting access to all these other clubs that you weren't getting access to before. Way more benefits. And way, way more benefits. Yeah. So we've had to evolve. Um, you know, it, it's unfortunate that we've had to evolve because I would, I would love to be continuing to offer 
brand new drivers for $30 a month. Cause that was amazing for the consumer. Uh, you know, a lot of people called us and said, you know, how can you be doing this? This is too good to be true. Well, yeah. it turns out it kind of was too good to be true. Yeah. So relatable. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so we've evolved and uh, we're in a place now that uh, I think that we're set up for success to move forward and continue to offer the best deal that golfers can get, you know, and I mean, nobody's going to be able to beat our offer. Yeah. So we're going to be a good feeling. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and yeah, what's really cool is like, given that we, uh, kind of each have little golf clubs here, um, not like physical, I mean, you have physical clubs, <laughs> but we're talking about a social group. Um, one of the things that, you know, obviously I moved to Austin a couple of years ago. Um, you know, we still haven't been on your boat, which is a tragedy, but, um, but we've met and played golf a few times and, you know, it seemed like there was an opportunity here for the random golf club community to kind of like engage in, you know, the dollar driver club community's offering around, uh, around equipment. So, Tyler has generously um, created a benefit for you know members of Random Golf Club to be able to sign up for Dollar Driver Club and anyway that's a lot of clubs I've just said but um, when our membership launches there'll be a really cool tie back to what you guys are doing um, and I'm really excited because I think for me like obviously um, part of my learnings around business have been like oh like I can make free videos if Right. Like, you, I, you know, it's hard to just go out and make free videos. Right. Like, but I love making films. and I love telling stories. So the ability to um, work with brands that care about the same things I care about in terms of like authenticity and, you know, really enjoying your time on the golf course with other people uh, has been kind of my way of learning about, oh, I can I can make free videos as long as I have you know, um, brands that like care about our mission and want to support that content creation. And so Tyler, it's really exciting that like, you know, you're in that group for me, especially being in Austin and obviously, you know, you pay for most of the golf when we play together. So that's nice too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I think it's it's great synergy. And when we're super happy to be able to offer the discount to a random golf club. So if, uh, you're not already a member, sign up. Yeah, please. For both um i'm excited for so just just tailing out here we're, we're winding down but i'm curious uh, jojo like what are you what are you looking to solve today with your fitting i am unbelievably excited because it's the it's the big blind spot of my game if you start off the tee poorly you're just you're basically just waving to everybody else for the rest of the hole it's like Formula One, just a crash on the first turn. Exactly, and yeah. and and something's going on with my car, you know, like it's 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 porpoising. Leclerc, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not done. I'm not mad at the uh, the company. I'm not mad at anyone else, but um, I don't really want distance. That's not necessarily what I'm what I'm looking for. I'm just looking to control misses that I don't have on the rest of my bag. Right, and so. I don't know. Uh, I hear that a ping might be in my future. I was borrowing some. I was for the last week or so when I've been playing with friends. I've just been like trying out their bags a little bit. Oh. I've been testing the waters. Wow, a journeyman so to speak. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a big walk up to a tee box without a club, and uh, look around at the three other people and go, "Hey, uh, th- how about that one?" Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. a that's a real. Uh... That's a, that's a that's a personality. Yeah, well, you know, they're we're, we're all very close. No club guy. Actually, that'd be a funny video. 
Just go to like just, send just, Keffer to the course <laughs> single. with no clubs. As a and single. just he has to play with his partner's clubs. This is you a mind if I hit that? Idea. <laughs> just like, hey, can I can I actually have three? I don't know my yardages. Can I? Yeah, I'll can just I get what you three have. clubs. Can I borrow that putter after you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's funny. That would go brought so to you well. by Dollar Driver Club, yeah, and, then at, and at the end we give the other guy yeah brand new. A, a free Dollar Driver Club membership as a thank you, and we're like, all right, by the way, you got you can get whatever you want. From how the way, how far in before the other guy? loses it or do you think they just that's go the question the it's like way. if he doesn't lose it then, then he, he gets, gets then he gets the ddc yeah so it's like kept for doing it with a bunch of people <laughs> and then finally yeah there's one guy who's like you know man like i bet one no guy- you can't use it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then kept doesn't have any clubs <laughs> so he's just like he's just like okay i'll just write down a six <laughs> <laughs> kefir goes to the d and swings with an invisible club <laughs> Air guitar, yeah. Guy hands Keffer a club and he's like, okay, you're not going to clean it. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually that'd be a funny bit. Like Keffer's like, all right, I got to like, you know, I got to I gotta like really take care of this guy's clubs. Like, do I spit on it? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of another man's club, you know? Yeah, the, uh, the you know, sometimes the pro shop, the, they'll come out and they'll be like, because you have to have a bag or whatever in a lot of courses. Yeah. Keffer's like, can I borrow your bag real quick? Yeah. <laughs> well, you could bring a bag. And oh, it could just have, no clubs. And it could have like a ball, Jeez. a ball grabber, a ball retriever, and like a dozen balls. Uh, I played in something the other day where you had to have only three clubs, and one of my friends had a ball retriever as one of his three that he picked. Amazing. Oh, that's great. I've really been digging. Do you guys follow uh, the Friday Beers kid who does the random roommate? Yeah. Yes. It's so funny, dude. Like, I think if Keffer could kind of almost like engage in that kind of mindset where he's like i have gloves and like you know he could eat what size are you and like and like give the guy a glove and then and then you know be like uh and then hold his hand to see if it fits really like closely you know check the space in between the fingers you know yeah make sure the v points yeah okay there's something here we'll, yeah. we'll go shoot that this week yeah and it could just be like random golf <laughs> like random <laughs> random brand i don't know what it is there's definitely something there um and uh well cool i'm excited to see what you end up with uh yeah any predictions oh equipment wise yeah you think i'm gonna walk out of here i bet i bet i walk out of here and he's like yeah i mean if you're looking for straight i think you're gonna end up with like an 11 degree or higher my quick take but then again you know i don't know how much your angle of attack it's pretty it's pretty uh i think you hit it pretty low what's your what's your current head Quite uh, quite often I I hit it pretty high. I'm I'm playing that Mizuno right now. What's the what's the loft? Oh, I'm playing it at a um at an eight. Just whoa, eight. Yeah, yeah, we'll be, we'll be able to get you. Tyler's like, yeah, away. we'll just uh, yeah. we'll figure that out. I can order, yeah, for sure. I mean, to your point, when when everything else in your bag is kind of working, and you're having trouble getting off the tee, it it makes golf so miserable. In a sense, so like when true. you have to get up on that tee and you have no clue where that ball is about to go, or you just don't have confidence, it's just a completely different game than when you pull a driver out of your bag that you somewhat know where it's going to go, or you just have the confidence. Confidence in golf is everything, as y'all know. Yeah. So, so getting something in your hands that you are confident with is is going to be a game changer yeah, for you. I'm walking out of here with a lightsaber, actually. <laughs> A fucking weapon. What do you think of the autoflex? I love it. You have it. Yeah, that's he what I'm. It, I'm, yeah. I'm playing the autoflex, and I'm, I'm a big fan. I got it in my three wood too. Do you offer the autoflex? We do. Whoa. Yeah. So top line on the autoflex, it's like crazy expensive. It is, but it's a much better rate through us. Bom, bom, bom. Um, yeah. Do you guys have These a jingle? Do you have a jingle when like there's hold or something? 
we need one. Let's we make could, a we could do that for you. You know, we have an audio house. Um, we've made some very good jingles in the past. I'm, I'm hearing kind of like. Uh, I'm hearing uh, Pink Floyd's money. Dollar driver. Oh yeah. Some you know, dollar like some, driver. Some cash register noises. Yeah. Dollar driver. Ching. It's a club. Okay. Here's here's what I'll say. When this episode goes live, we're gonna close out the show now. Yeah. But right now, you're gonna hear a little audio jingle for Dollar Driver Club that I made. And I promise I spent no more than 45 minutes on it. Are you going to use AI? I am going to. How did you know? <laughs> JoJo is AI. I'm all in on artificial intelligence. I'll say it. I'm done with real intelligence. I'm here for it. Says the guy who graduated top of his class and puts it on his resume. Okay, okay. Welcome to your jingle. <laughs> I don't have a resume. Um, yeah. And so stay tuned for a lot of fun giveaways, a lot of fun activations that we're going to be doing. Uh, the Frankenbag uh, experience we're going to do. So if you're in Austin and you see us coming out, um, you may end up with a full uh, a full thank you from, from Tyler and Dollar Driver Club. So thank you for your time. And um, we're excited. Great to be here. Thank you very much.